Merry Christmas! of hard work could be thrown away and people who don't care well they will say just get a real job hello and welcome to the just get a real job christmas and new year special 2022 thank you as always for tuning in i'm actually recording this in the room with our editor-in-chief himself elliot mitchell how are you doing elliot you all right good you feeling very festive? No. Is <laughs> that all I'm getting from you? He's nodding, nah. He wants to stay behind the mic, he doesn't want to be involved. No, uh, I know we've not been releasing podcast episodes very regularly at the moment, but obviously the last two years of running this podcast, we've put out a Christmas and New Year special. So this year, they're sort of going to be both in one. And I had a lovely chat last night with a regular podcast contributor this year, and we thought, It'd only be fair to have him on for the hat trick. So joining us once again is the brilliantly talented Brown Bears, Matt Hickman. And me and Matt had a really genuinely lovely chat. We sort of looked back on 2022, what we'd both been up to. I asked Matt about his new single, Close Call, his plans for next year. Of course, we had some festive chat. We spoke about some stuff to do with Christmas as well. Our favourite films at Christmas, favourite food at Christmas, etc. We also looked back on some films and TV from 2022 as well. It was a really nice chat. It was really good to catch with Matt. It's been an absolute honor sort of getting to know him a bit more this year and having him on the podcast for a third time yeah I've, it's it's been a bit of a busy few months and obviously the, we're not putting out regular episodes right now but very excited for 2023 to get back to the podcast properly and start putting out brilliant conversations with amazing talented creative people again it's going to be good i'm on week seven of a production so this i'm at the very edge of my bandwidth so very much looking forward to take some lovely time off at christmas to relax But a massive thank you to all the listeners for your support this year. It means the world to us. We also got to do some live shows this year for the first time properly, which was an absolute honour. So thank you to everyone for tuning in and listening this year, from both me and Elliot. And without much further ado, I hope you enjoy this year's Christmas special. Elliot, would you like to say one more thing before we go on to that? Feliz Navidad. And on that note, episode 98 of Just Get A Real Job with the brilliantly talented Matt Hickman of Brown Bear. Hello Matt, how are you? Nice to um, see you. Yeah, I'm good. Nice to see you again, or hear you again. I guess I don't know if we're in visuals here or just audio, but um, yeah, just audio this time. We're not live in front of an audience this yeah. occasion. Yeah, um, this is the, your third appearance on this podcast this year, so I'm very, I'm very grateful to you for like for coming on this again yeah. and chatting I mean, to me. You're not sick of me yet? Not yet. And this is the hat trick in one year. That's impressive. <laughs> Surely that's like a record or something. Yeah, I think the first time was like very early in the year. Then we did like the friend. You obviously were part of the, my one of my friend shows, which was amazing. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago. It was only four months, but yeah, that it was feels like quite another year, doesn't it? Yeah, I know. Um, so we were just saying this, although it is all been in one year, it doesn't really feel it. I mean, no, it's nearly the end of twenty twenty two. I'm like, what happened? What have we been up to? I mean, I've definitely aged. <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah, I think you can. I don't know if you, how well you can see it, but like I just, I just saw. I'm looking at my like little camera picture. I'm like, oh my god, is that me? Is that what I look like at the moment? Yeah, um, yeah. But who knows? <laughs> seven weeks into a production, so who knows what 
the quality of my interviewing skills are going to even be today, but we'll see. Listen, we'll get through it. Don't worry. So this this is a, a Christmas special 2022 for Just Get A Real Job. We, we've done two before. So are you feeling festive this year, Matt? Are you feeling Christmassy? Do you like Christmas? Do you know what? I do like Christmas, but I don't I don't feel festive, festive at all. And I actually like can't believe Christmas is in a number of days. I, I'm so unorganised. I've not thought about it once. And yeah. It's terrible to say, but I just, this is the least festive I've ever been. I think maybe it's like schedule and all that, you know, like when, when you're busy, it's hard to, to find time. Today was kind of the first time um, we did any sort of Christmas shop. That's terrible, I know, but it's the truth. <laughs> I'm so glad you're saying this because I 100% identify with that. I'm like, it's Christmas on Sunday. We're recording this on the Tuesday, you know, 20th. I'm like, what it just doesn't it's not clicked almost but yeah I mean, yeah so but by the end of this we'll, we'll be feeling very festive by the end of this hour right? i hope we'll so be, yeah well we'll try we'll bring we'll some try christmas joy yeah. yeah um well just for sort of before we go into the christmas stuff um since the last spoke to you you brought out a new single close call you've been yeah. on a little acoustic tour How, how's that all been yeah it's been amazing the response to close call has been so lovely um you know that's like the first offering from the next album which is out next year and just to see it received so well and people to really feel like um the sound's grown and that was always the intention and um obviously as ever with us like there was a lot of focus on doing a video and and you know I'm really proud of how it turned out and um the response has just been amazing like it's been, had it's had a lot of radio play um a lot of really positive messages about it and I think that's all you can ask for I, I always think like um when you've been away for a bit. And, and you know you've got a record coming the first single's never meant to like like do any sort of real damage it's just to start like for almost internally you're starting to like rebuild contact lists and go like hey like we're coming back you've got the stuff like you know starting to, to put it out so um yeah it's, it's been really cool and the, and the acoustic tour was lovely um it's really hard to tour with a band at the moment um for, for a lot of people i'm sure they'll find it touring it's just so expensive uh, and obviously things are tough for people that like people can't necessarily afford to go to shows so we had this idea of like let's do like a, a pay what you can tour I, I, I could kind of afford to go and do the tour for like pretty minimal cost because it's just me um and it was really lovely like every show that was pay what you can it was really well attended because I guess people felt like they could just go and and, and pay what they afford and if they couldn't afford that was also fine and it meant that like people still got to have entertainment because because at the end of the day even if you come to a show and don't pay for a ticket you know getting a couple of drinks is going to cost so um but mm-hmm. but i actually found that like those shows they tend to do better or certainly people buy merch i don't know like but for me just going and getting to try out some new songs and sit and tell some stories about the songs as well was really lovely because it's not often you get to sit and like talk about what you were thinking when you wrote something it's like quite a rare thing to do so it, it was it was amazing yeah i loved it no, it looked really nice, and obviously you're touring around some like, like as you say, like more lo- local areas in Scotland as well. Which I know we spoke about this at length both times we've been on the podcast, the importance of doing that. But I'm yeah. glad you enjoyed it. It looked really, really in- and fun, and like just nice, to, as you say, like be able to tell stories that, like about the songs you've done, and like yeah, just connect with people and the sort of pay what you want thing is a great idea because as you say, it is like a the the industry is an absolute mess and people are struggling it's just it's just a tough time so to bring yeah. any any sort of joy to people it, it, it's 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 a totally confusing time and I think that's part of why I'm I'm not and a lot of people I know haven't been excited about Christmas it's like there's just been yeah. a lot of negativity it's hard to look forward to something and I think we thought let's just go out and do something that's kind of like hopefully positive and the first show was really great because um it was myself and Jamie Coleman obviously in the tour as always and 
the first date was in Sky, and our friend John Condren lives there now, and he he played as well. So like for us, it was kind of like we were getting paid to catch up. It was, I mean, it's the dream. Like you're just going and seeing seeing people hanging out with them. And and the more we've done these rural rural areas, the more we get to know people. So it's kind of becomes a bit of a social, you know. You get to like see people and chat to them, and I, I don't know. It definitely relaxes me. I think when it's not that I mean next year the band will be back and it'll and it'll be great and it'll be so so nice to kind of get out and prove why we are a great live band and all that. But um, I, I kind of guess a bit of the personalness of it gets taken away because you come on and it's a big show and you go home and it's you don't have the time to kind of just mull about and talk to people and tell stories. So, um, yeah, I think there's room for both and I, I guess I'm really lucky I can I can do that. No, it's very exciting. Um, and like. I remember when I saw you in the Dunfermline show, like because it was quite a small crowd, you were sort of able to have a bit of chat and tell stories to the songs, and it was like a nice extra like bonus to the show. Yeah. So it sounds fun. Yeah, it definitely um, was good. I definitely by the end of it realized like I'm like I got to to one show on the tour and we had done that, whereas others we hadn't necessarily been this year. And I've sent to Jamie off at the side of the stage, like, did I tell this story last time I was here? Because I because I got in that I I actually by by the time we got into the tour, I was like telling the same stories and jokes at the same time, and just just made it a bit of a show. And it helps me like remember where I'm at and what I'm doing, and and like I mean that differs every night if people chip in, but like you've got kind of go to places. And I said, Jamie, I think I've told these stories. For, I don't know, how I'm gonna do this. It's gonna <laughs> it was it was cool because it was like that was a nice night, I guess, because it felt a bit different, and and by the end we tied it off into like a nice show. So, um. Yeah, I loved it. I, I would do it again. I, I don't. I think. I think that may be the plan next year. I think there'll be like a short run of shows for the band, and then I'll I'll go and tour myself for a bit, and and then I don't know what happens after that. So no, it's very, very exciting, and obviously the music video for Close Call as well. Again, you know, another really fun music video from you. Which yeah. is, I mean, how did that? How did that all go? Yeah, it was it was great, and it was nice for me to like like really. I was at the steering the ship this time, directing it, so it was like a lot of. It should have maybe been a lot of pressure, but like the team were great and it was a lot of fun. And um, I think we made a really great piece of work. Um, Stacey, my partner, who had been the puppeteer one more night, like was kind of written the video and it was nice to be collaborating in, in that way again. And uh, we worked with Leon Berhone. Yeah, he's very, uh, very good actually. Oh, yeah. he's unbelievable. Like what, what an exceptional person yeah. to work with. Did a documentary of him like a few yeah. years ago when I was a runner and he was DOP and that very, very talented uh, DOP. <laughs> Small world. Yeah, and you know, the best thing about Leon is, like, this, this sounds bad in a way, but, like, it's almost sometimes you don't remember he's there because he just, he's just so efficient at what he does that he doesn't ever make you think about what he's doing. He just does it, and it allows you space to think, and it, and it really was a great situation. And um, I think we we created, and, and we talked so long before about how, you know, we want this this world to be shot, that, you know, the two worlds are shot different, different uh, aspect ratios, and a lot about the grading in advance so we kind of knew when we were going to shoot how we wanted things to look and how it would play out and um, I guess that maybe makes the edit easier because we've kind of filmed thinking a little bit about how it's going to look in, in, in the final turn so um, yeah it felt really cool and, and and for some reason people really have taken to the standard of that video I think I think um, maybe like chic wise that's the highest standard in terms of like the polish on it uh, and I've had a few people ask if I would direct videos for them now, which is cool. And I, whether I do or I don't, you know, that's a different world. But but one of one of the one of the people is really cool, and I and I'm going to do it because I love them and all their music. So, um, we're in the process of discussing that. Uh, so it's you know it's like these these things are cool, and and I and I love creating visuals. Like I just live for it, and um, I'm in a bit of a limbo limbo 
um, from film at the moment. So it's kind of like my way of keeping my head in that space yeah, and like yeah. being able to like practice the skills without um, like an actual film going on. So yeah, it's all learning, and I think that's the exciting thing as well. It's learning in it, like not in a bad way, but like I guess music. I know, I know a lot of what I need to know, and I know there's always room to learn. But like film's so new to me that it really is all learning. Um, so it's keeping me like stimulated and interested and, and, and focused and driven so like it kind of revitalizes you you know because you can get a bit I'm sure you find it yourself when, you, when you're in a job and no matter how grateful you are to have it like it does become routine so it's hard <laughs> sometimes to feel that same passion as when you first got into it yeah I'm having to dig deep for that at the moment on week, <laughs> seven, week seven of this production I mean I'm, I've enjoying it but like it's at that point where I'm like I just I kind of want to be off for Christmas soon and like yeah yeah but you, ha- you sort of remind yourself you're like this is why I'm passionate you have little moments feel like, this is actually why I really like this job and like, why I want to work in this you know industry oh, yeah. and stuff um but then you know it's nice to be back you know recording an interview I felt like a superhero putting on like their costume for the first time in ages yeah today. I pick, <laughs> picked up this microphone I'm like what, what do I do with this again um yeah. But yeah, before I sort of talk about Christmas stuff, as hence, you know, I'm going to call this episode like the Christmas special or whatever. Um, when you did the live show, when you're on the other podcast, you, you always have a, a different story for why you're called Brown Bear and the origin of Brown Bear. Do you have another one for us tonight? Another version of it, apart Could from you... the Sandy McCallum one you did at the, the Fringe? Okay, that, so that's the only one I've done, is it? I think it might have been the only one. I can't remember if you did one on the first episode. If you did, then we'll just have to repeat it. Who, who cares? No one's going to remember um... Maybe I should think of a Christmas story about why I'm called Brown Bear. Yeah, maybe you should. Is that putting you on the spot too much? <laughs> no, but I don't know whether we should do it now or we should come back to Let's it, come like, back to that. Let's do that at the end. You have to, you yeah, let's see if I can come up with <laughs> the end of it. Like, see why I'm called Brown Bear, yeah. Let's do it. No. I mean, w- w- one reason I am called, maybe I'll just tell a story now, it's like, when I was younger, like my absolute prized possession was a, a toy Brown Bear. And I took him everywhere with me. He had like a wee, my granddaddy that I read jumper for him, and like, I, but I always felt like that was part of how he was bought, but it clearly wasn't because it's definitely my granddad made it. And my sister's was like Nelly the elephant, and, and it got so tattered that she actually just had to keep this like t-shirt over it. So it was just this like t-shirt that had an elephant, a previously something looked like an elephant inside it, which is kind of actually weird when you think about it. Mine was like a spare, and brown bears. So it was like my thing, and I think that's why part of why I had the name. But but in the same way, I kind of shot myself in the foot because he was called Sammy Lucky, and that's quite a cool name. Like, like Sammy Lucky is a kind of that would be a cool artist name or something. So I don't know if like so. I guess maybe in the future, I always thought if if we got big enough and if there's people who really knew me well and and, and listened to all my interviews, they would know this. So maybe if we ever did a secret set, we'll be billed as Sammy Lucky, and that's how you'll know it's us. But maybe only like maybe only be you that knows. I don't know. Me and whoever listens to this will be the, yeah. ones, the only ones to know that. We'll, we'll look out for it, Sammy Lucky. There you yeah. go. So there's a brown bear story of why I'm called brown bear. And, That's and a nice stu- one. stupidly didn't call myself Sammy Lucky. No, thank, well, thank you for sharing. I remember that being one of my personal highlights of the Fringe shows um, was that little story. Um, how did you How did you find that? Because we haven't. Pro- I'm not seeing you since properly. How How did you Did you enjoy doing that? Yeah, it was nice to do it in front of a real audience and. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a bit of a weird thing with the friends, isn't it? Because it's so like bam and done, and then someone else comes in, and you're just rushed in and out. So it's quite like hectic, yeah. and and maybe music, music and events aren't like it, it really the big thing about the fringe is theatre and um, mm. comedy. So it's a, it's a tough sell, but I, I thought it was a nice crowd, and they were really into the questions. And like, I I, I feel bad sometimes when I do interviews because people get into things. I, I was doing one for Black History Month and um and the GFT. 
and uh, people will ask me stuff about the business and I sometimes feel like I'm being negative I'm not I'm, I'm quite critical of the business but I do love it and uh, people will ask me things and I'll give like a really honest answer and then I sometimes think is that like really deflating for people like I'm just being honest about my views and that and it's other thing I find hard is like I mean it's, to me it's just my view and like that anyone can just say well I don't take your view on and that's totally cool with me so I don't I don't see anything I say is like the gospel you know it's just like hey this is mm. it's from my experience this is what I feel so um but I, I loved it and it was cool and it was nice to hear like Sylvie's opinions and, and she's obviously a bit younger and at a, a kind of different stage and um started in a very different way so it's like it's really interesting for me to sit and speak to someone who's had a very different experience and like yeah. Um, so I, I thought I worked with the bell. I thought it was a nice, nice thing. What about yourself? Did you did you enjoy it? Yeah. It, well, it was a it's a weird thing because I was sort of saying before we started recording tonight, like I've been so busy this year that I haven't, and we're sort of looking back on twenty twenty two part of our conversation today as well. And like, it's it didn't I didn't enjoy them enough at the time because you, as you say, you're in, you do the interview, you set everything up, so you've got the pressure of the show, and then you'd sort of I'm trying to like stay present and ask the questions and stuff. And I've and I'm, I'm really proud of the conversation to listen back to and like. As you say, I think we covered some of the interesting topics and you both spoke so passionately about, you know, music and, and the sort of state of the industry, especially some of your answers, as you say, like they could be, you know, deflating, but I think they were just true. And I think that's why they connected with the audience so well, because you were just being very honest and people like that. So, no, I was I was really chuffed with all of the conversations we did. And, um, and I sometimes think it's like therapeutic for an artist to sit and say to someone and then they go, yeah, I've experienced that too. And like, it's a bit rubbish. And mm. We don't have to pretend that everything about the business is amazing because it's not. And yeah. I think that's healthy, you know. I, I feel like when you were saying about the, the review of 2022, I feel like I've got some questions for you that are like, maybe it's just our general chit chat, but like, I'm really keen to know. Like, <laughs> Please ask know. away. Oh, Please. ask away now. So I was thinking like, two questions, right? What, what was your favourite film of 2022? or TV, but a film with TV, but what was your best, worst film? Like, what was the film you saw that is kind of rubbish or should be rubbish, but you actually loved? Ooh, that's it. So I've been, obviously we're going to talk, we can just do this now because it's part, it all comes under the same parcel of like sort of looking back and stuff. But so best film probably, and it's probably the most, um, the, the most obvious answer, but like After Sun I saw recently and I loved it. I connected with it a lot. Obviously, there's a little bit of a Scottish link there because the director's Scottish and the characters are Scottish. I loved After Sun. That really got like under my skin in a way that I have not really a lot of other films have. I've not, I've not seen that yet. It's on my wee list to see. It's, it's very good, but that's like everyone's film of the year. So it's a very like part of me feels a bit legit. I mean, I'm like, I'm jumping the, on that. But the, the advert did nothing for me. So I can't, yeah. the advert didn't do enough for me that, and I just thought I'll just wait till it comes in, maybe. Yeah, it's worth a watch, honestly. It's a really interesting bit of filmmaking. Um, but I was thinking about this hard. There's not loads that I've loved this year in cinema. Like, obviously, there's a Banshees of Inner Sharing, which I really enjoyed as well. That was good. Um, but looking through the list, there's nothing that's really left me, like, blown away. Um, but I don't think I've been as connect. I have been so busy that I haven't been to the cinema and stuff as much as maybe I normally mm-hmm. would. But, like, there's, there's probably a lot of very good indie films I just haven't seen. Yeah. Um, that or that have went under the radar. What's the the bet the best worst film? So I'm still thinking on the top of my head. Um, the best worst film I've seen this year. It was about like vampire slayers, and it was on Netflix, and it was trash. Right. I actually quite enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good fun. It was called Day Shift. Right, that sounds um, pretty terrible. And I don't know. It, it, listen, it's it's bad, but sort of fun and like you know, if you needed an easy watch over Christmas, go for it. Dive into yeah. it. Um. Yeah, Jamie Foxx as the lead, you know, is, it was a laugh. Well, listen, I love Jamie Foxx. Slaying some vampires, there you go. That was my, that was my trash film of the year, which I kind of enjoyed. 
Yes, I think my trash film of the year was uh, definitely Bullet Train. I've not seen was... that either. I wanted to, it looked all right actually. Yeah, it's very good. Get... Yeah. I think I think like if like if you're if you're like a pure film buff or a cinema person, you're going to probably think it's rubbish. But if you're going to a film just to be entertained, I, I, I did. I thought it was great. It was just like mindless and excellent, and, and some great performances actually in it at the same time as that. So that was definitely my like trash. Top trash film of the year. Yeah. What was your top normal film of the year? That's such a difficult question because you know what? This was the first year I really went to the cinema a lot. Um, yeah. And I'm I'm racking my brain because I saw a lot of things. I'm trying to think. Uh, I, I I definitely loved um, everything everywhere all at once. That's that very straight. good as well. That should have been in my list. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Um, I, I I wanted to love the Women King. And it was good, but it wasn't like what it should have been. Um, I saw Banshees this morning. Actually, it was just what did you think day. of that? I haven't seen it fresh. It's a weird one, but it's, it's good. Yeah, I mean, it was like I said, I was talking about earlier, and I was saying like it's it's good. I mean, it captivated me the whole time, but I, like I wouldn't say it's like I'd, I wouldn't say it's mm. groundbreaking or or like I wouldn't say it's like what the the acclaim it's getting isn't isn't like it's just, so sometimes when I watch when I see people acclaim films I just think you didn't really know what to think of it so the best thing you can do is acclaim it because everyone else won't know what to think of it and they'll just do the same and, and it just felt a bit like that to me it's like mm. it was great I enjoyed it it doesn't really go anywhere this is nothing nothing really goes anywhere it's like I don't know but yeah maybe that's maybe that's a patience thing for me like but I, I do love a slow build so like yeah I think um, as well because the director's so acclaimed, and I love him. His films are great. I love him, Bruges and um, yeah, know, Seven Psychopaths. I love Seven, seven Psychopaths. Yeah, it's great. So I think because of his sort of background as well, that probably helps the, with the acclaim thing. Because you know, if some new someone of another director maybe made that film, people maybe wouldn't say the same thing either. So yeah, I'm 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 totally racking my brain to see what else I've seen this year. I mean, it's a good list so far. I mean, as I was going to say that you've probably been to the cinema more than I have this year yeah, from what you. The most I've ever I've ever been, I think, in my life. Like, um, yeah, I'm not sure, but um, again, there was some things that like, this year that I like. I wanted to love, and I didn't. I think yeah. I, the the Women King, Black Panther two, and Elvis were three films that were like should have been amazing and were kind of just good. yeah. They were all sort of. I'm I'm not seeing the Women King. I would like to see that. I saw Black Panther the other day. Actually, again, I agree with you. I didn't dislike her or anything, but it just wasn't. It was just, it was just fine. It was good. Yeah, but... it's just watchable. Like yeah, um, and the same I found... with Elvis. I thought yeah. the same. Yeah, amazing performances, but like just watchable as a film. I think I found that a lot this year. I think that's what I take away from films this year is a lot of it's just been like kind of watchable. Yeah, I think that's a good that that's a good uh, takeaway from this. I think we're both sort of saying the same thing. I think that's yeah. that's very true. But, um, boiling point actually. Boiling oh. Point was one of so that was very yeah, good. Actually. Sorry, I forgot about that because yeah, because it, it was right at the start and it was right at the start of the year. So you yeah, that was, that was incredible. Like, that was very good. I bet got idea it's going to get a series. I, I, I hate yeah. stuff like that, but um, that was amazing. I, do you think um, part of that is because of we're now seeing the films that are like a result of lockdown? Like, I think you know I mean? like, partly that there's probably like a lot of things that haven't come out yet or things that were delayed or affected by lockdown. I mean, it was harder. It's harder to make things during COVID as well. Maybe that has an effect. Mm. Even now, like we still have quite strict COVID rules on set and yeah. stuff. It can get, it can you, be challenging. Have you, have you seen She Said? No. I, that's just out as well. Yeah, that's yeah. really good. 
we're sort of about to hit Oscar season to be fair where like a lot of the acclaimed films we'll see in January February here so yeah perhaps this list would be very different if we'd recorded it in February yeah so. maybe we need to come and have like an Oscars review thing. let's 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 try and do let's that, do that. Let's get do that. some other folk in like some yeah, other folk that sounds great um what on this note we'll just since we're sort of doing the the new the sort of looking back on this year now we can just do this bit and then we'll do the Christmas stuff is there TV shows that you love this year like do you have a worst and then a best worst I mean, oh. a best and a best worst is what I mean to say. You know what? I feel like I've I've not really watched a lot of TV this year. Um, I loved some of the stuff like I Am Ruth um, on Channel 4. thought it was great. Uh, I actually, like, really enjoyed... I watched... I've got this weird thing. It's, this is not the kind of thing I would usually watch, but I have this fascination with the SAS, so I quite enjoyed that SAS Rogue Heroes thing. I've not seen I'm... it yet, but it looked it looked all right. I know it's the guy that's a picky blind, Stephen King, is it or whatever? Yeah, not Stephen King, Stephen Knight, is it? I'm yeah, something like that. that. Yeah, um, I, and I, it looked I, interesting. I actually kind of enjoyed. I didn't. I don't know. It's not usually what I would watch, but I enjoyed it. Um, the worst, best one. I don't. I don't know. I've, I, I get. I honestly, I've really not watched a lot of TV this year. It's um, just not had any any kind of real time to it, and I guess like I've been using like. Like watching a lot of films, um, so I can't think what I watched this year. But anything. I finally got caught up in Atlanta. That's amazing, obviously. And um, my my guilty pleasure is Strictly Come Dancing, so that's why that takes up a lot of my TV. Wow, Re- that <laughs> is so surprising. There's nothing. My mum loves it, but that is just not what I expect you to to like. No, man. I, I know. That, that's real. I love it. It's a good answer. I, I, do you know what? I never, and and it was only last year I watched it for the first time, and I was I was honest. I thought I'd hate it, and Stacey was like, "No, you'll love it. Come on!" And then I just fell in love with it, and. I was so hyped for it this year, and I loved Tamza, man. He was just such a, a great human being. So, what what about you? What what's your thing with TV and with the uh, best so, worst TV? I mean, I watch like so much TV for work, yeah, so I should course. have lots and lots of answers. But it's like one of those things where if you do something so much, you forget. Like, well, the one of the standout ones which I've actually need to watch the last episode of is Somewhere Boy. Um, and Lewis, I think Lewis Graben's his name. He's a Scottish actor. He's the main guy in it. Like, it's an amazing show on Channel Four. I love that. Um, there's also um, what's it, what's it called? I actually list up earlier when I was looking through. Um, there's a show I watched on Channel Four as well. I totally forgot the name of it. Um, and it was called like, is it, is it called what? What was it called? Big Boys. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, that was, that was good. Yeah, I loved yeah. that. That was a really nice show. Um, that was refreshing. I should probably mention Screw because you know for the yeah. remote work, but I mean it's hard to like a show that you're sort of involved with. But it was yeah, very totally. good. I, I think it's a very good show. Um, that again though, this is the thing. Like, there's so many films that came out at the start, or TV as well, that came out at the start of the year, which I forget came out this year. Yeah, and I think this year was like the end series for a few things, like Killing Eve and all that, wasn't it? Like, yeah, Peaky Blinders as well. Peaky Blinders. They were all up. quite damn squids for me. Like. Yeah, I mean, there's a, again, there's a lot of things that were good, but nothing like. Like it was okay. It was just yeah. again, like I feel like a lot of things that have happened this year have just been okay. It's been one of those years we're sort of making do. We're coming out of a pandemic, you know. There's, there's things yeah. are hard. I, I I saw the Bear on Disney Plus. That that's been amazing. I've not watched um, that, but I've heard it's amazing. That that's one of probably one of the best ones. I mean, and it's getting like quite deserved acclaim. That was a really really good show, The Bear, and the Responder on BBC was good as well. Martin Freeman police drama. I quite enjoyed that. It's a first time writer. Um, there'll be loads of stuff I'm forgetting. This is gonna hurt as well. Enjoyed, but yeah. A lot of TV that's probably not. What was this? Is going to hurt again? What was that? 
Uh, that was the one that's adapted from the medical book about the doc that they get that the doctor wrote is like sort of having a look at the NHS and like oh, I've not seen that. No, I've not seen that. Um, I've heard people talk about it though. It was good. Um if anyone's listening, they're probably like shouting going, What? Like they missed oh, all these great shows and films, but we apologize, you know. This is just I know we really should have had a list up to like <laughs> jog our memory. We're both very tired, creative people that <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, and we're getting in the festive spirit, so I'm reflecting. What What about music? Obviously, that's you. You work in music. What albums and songs and stuff of this year have you loved? Have you got like a an album you love the most? I think Kendrick Lamar, Mr. Morales. Like he, they came back. Like, if, it, if it's a Kendrick Lamar year, you're not you're not going to top that. I think that's just. <laughs> I think most people would accept that and just deal with it. You know, um, it, it's just an amazing volume of work. And it took me a lot of lessons, actually. Like, I'm, I'm huge on them, and I was excited for it. And the first time I listened to it, I was like, oh, I don't know. It's a headphones album. It's definitely, like, a, a really be in the zone listening to it. And then I saw him live, and his glass... You talk about TV. His Glastonbury... And the end of his Glastonbury set was, like, TV history. It was um, good. So, yeah, I think that was my highlight in terms of uh, a record this year. Um I think Silk Sonic came out this year, didn't it? I like that. Um, who else has been released? Actually, I think of uh, People at Hour. Yeah, Palantini's album came out as well this year. Yeah. Obviously, Return, I quite, I quite like it. It's good. He's playing Hydra right now. But Yeah, I know. Five um, nights at Hydra, unbelievable. Like, yeah. Gig tickets, though, very expensive. So, Well, this is it, and I feel like this year it's gotten worse. It's like, yeah. what is the average ticket? About £100 now? Like 80 yeah. to 100 quid. And did you see that algorithm thing? Since we last spoke, I saw that some venues are doing, like, I think Kendrick Lamar at the Hydra was actually an example of that, where they did the flight ticket thing, where... They set the price based on demand and things, so it's getting even harder. Yeah, they did it for Bruce Springsteen, didn't they? So tickets yeah. were surging and going up to like four hundred pound a ticket. Mad. Um, it's shocking. It's it's really yeah. really disgusting. Um, and it's pricing people out of music, or what it's going to end up doing is not price people out of music, but um, mean that people pick just one show a year and it prices out normal acts from people attending their shows. So either way, it's going to have a negative effect. So, um, yeah, I think <clears throat> music wise. I think it's called it's, it's weird. It wasn't until the end of the it's do you know what it's kind of sad that um, it wasn't until in the last few month or so I started to put together a playlist of like bands from Scotland this year and check out what was really going on. I kind of just I don't know, I kind of fell out of touch of what, what was getting released in that, but there's been some great songs this year, you know, yeah. like um uh in Scotland. So I, I maybe I should have, I should do like a replay list of like the best of 2022 for folk and share it my, I don't know. But yeah, yeah I, I feel bad. Like I'm usually, I'm usually right on it with like new artists. Yeah. I don't know what happened to me this year. I think um, just between everything that was going on, I kind of lost lost a bit of it. And, and I also had this thing, as I started to go back and see shows, like I talked to a few people with this. Um, I feel like a lot of bands I saw this year just weren't very great. Um, I felt like stuff, songs coming out this year and bands going back to playing live hasn't been the best. So... Again, it just feels a lot of things I've heard this year and seen have just felt okay. Maybe that's me. Maybe I'm going. Yeah, but no, but I think you're on something because I'm. I've felt very the same. Like I don't know if it's a numbness coming out of the pandemic or something like where it's not that anything's been bad, but just I don't haven't felt like as connected to things as maybe I would have. Yeah, two or three years ago, I don't know what that is. It just a lot of things have just been fine, but like I haven't felt great. Maybe it just does, but Matt, but I, I don't think it is. I think I've heard this from quite a few people. I think there's something in the in the pandemic thing and coming out of it and stuff that's that's yeah. interesting um yeah, it's definitely um crowds are definitely different as well yeah it's come it's getting in the habit of it though. i used to go to gigs like every two or three weeks like sometimes more 
And now I'm just sort of the habit of it. I keep seeing people. I'm like, oh, they played last week. I didn't even realize that. And I didn't go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm just out of that routine of partly being busy, but yeah, it's just hard. So it's also too saturated. There's, there's yeah. gigs. All the reschedules are happening. There's just too much for people to take in. That means that there's no space for you to even be heard. Mm. You know, it's just constant bombardment of reschedule. And now they're announcing all these huge shows and yeah, like watch. Yeah, but I'm the same as you. I just haven't, I haven't felt any real passion the, the one thing for me like I'm, I'm I'm wrestling daft so they finally did a, a WWE pay-per-view in Britain <laughs> for the first time in like 30 years or something and I went to that in Cardiff and honestly that was like the real feeling feeling of like joy and good good buzz and just like yeah. I think I think I owed it to like my young self because there wasn't a thing when I was real and I really really loved it you know and it was just nostalgia and it was just a great great weekend great vibes and like went down to Cardiff so um Probably wrestling fans out there. That was some buzz. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think what gigs I've been to this year that I because I, I haven't all felt like you know I haven't been like depressed every gig I've been to. I've had some some really nice stuff. Like, I think I went to Primavera Festival in the summer and I did have fun there. Like, I remember I think Idols were like probably my highlight of that. That was just crazy. Like, it was just such a small crowd and everyone there was really into it. And like, it was, I mean, it was just mad. Like, my beer was spilt within like a minute. Do you know what I mean? It was it was mad. So that was very nice. That felt quite you know quite genuine and like that connection i was like oh this is what i used to get at gigs but i hopefully this doesn't continue hopefully like we sort of become more normal again after the pandemic yeah, yeah you know, so. it, took normal few, is. it took a few years to like adjust to what a pandemic was it's going to take a few years to adjust to being yeah. by i guess that's what you i think yeah are there any scottish artists off the top of your head or local artists sort of diy ones or people that sort of your contemporaries etc like that come to mind right now just this year that have done well or that are making good tunes yeah I mean Kitty had a few good releases um Dubinsky I don't know if you know they used to be called Dead Rabbit no. they've changed to Dubinsky now it's kind of indie stuff one of their tunes was great um and they've got an album out now so I've, I've still to listen to the album properly but um the, the singles were excellent um Dead Pony were still releasing some great material there. Uh, there, I don't know if you know them but they're kind of like a more of a rock heavy rock thing rock band um there's probably loads i met a guy called michael mcgovern the other day doing sober sounds and his album's not out this year but it's the first time i'd heard the stuff and it's really lovely oh, it's very like um folk folk kind of music um i don't know do you know what's it's funny because i'm on the spot and i've not been i've not been thinking coming into this but there's probably loads obviously sylvie had yeah. a couple of great singles out the- this year there's the, it's, there's there has been some love that, you know the best thing about being the, doing the podcast as well is just because i speak to sort of people in scotland as a creative people like i've just so much more switched on to the the music mm-hmm. scene and stuff like you know the sort of i guess the three people that the most are, are yourself sylvie and dictator because i've been interviewed yeah. people from all you know all those bands and stuff and it's been lovely to like just now i'm just more aware of it and stuff and bems as well as doing like yeah. amazing stuff yeah and that's the thing yeah, the Amplify concerts this year are amazing and introducing like uh, black artists and, and the thing and um obviously you've got like pay and uh, the last one I was at no the two two not the last one the one before um there's a guy called Danny Cliff and he was playing like yeah, that kind of mix of sounds they had kind of like different influences but he played a couple of songs that came in the piano and I was just blown away um so there's just, there's just so so much talent in Scotland as well that's the hard thing there's like a, if I was really thinking about it, I could name so many people. I could spend the whole like hour naming folk, you know. And um yeah, it's just hard to keep on top of it all because it's like <clears throat> it's again, I think it's that thing 
first proper year out, it's just been like boom, here's all this material, and you're kind of sifting through it all. Um, but there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there. Yeah, no, there there is, and and obviously Brooke Comb as well, smashing it. There's, oh, there's yeah. so many people we're probably going to miss names, but yeah, you know. but it, weird because it, like they they've become quite quiet at the end of the year. It's just kind of tailed off into maybe getting prepped for what next year will be because I'm assuming yeah. that'll be a big one. Yeah, but no, there's loads of stuff. You definitely should, if you get a chance to make a wee playlist, I'm sure you like people, your followers would like enjoy that. Yeah, 100%. Well, and obviously, as always, to the listeners, like, please do go and support local Scottish music and local artists and go and see gigs at like a local level because it's it's important yeah. to support that um, at the grassroots. Um, speaking of songs and speaking of Christmas, like, is there any, do you have a favorite Christmas song? Oh, <clears throat> um. I have a few. I think I've got right, so I've got a real soft spot for driving home for Christmas. That is up there. I think undisputably, like a fairy tale New York's the greatest Christmas song of all time. Hundred percent, yeah. Um, but I think my my we guilty favorite is definitely the darkness. Like this Christmas song, like don't let the bells end. Or it was called. Fuck, I love that every year. I'm like, darkness, my time. <laughs> It's very yeah. good. And I was really into rock music and I wanted to be like a guitarist and all that in a band. So like when I was young, that felt like a cool Christmas song. Um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Although I, I do love that. Um, I never really heard it before. But listen, I love Elton John's as well. But like that Kelly Clarkson one, that's pretty good. It gets played all the time. I like that. Step yeah, into think... Christmas is is that one? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Hard cover, it, yeah. You just a lot of people just know the song. You don't even remember. The song. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a tune. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, go let the bills in darkness. That's my favorite. Go ahead, go yeah. with that. Thank you for performing live to us as well, Matt. I appreciate it. You're so welcome. <laughs> what What's your favorite Christmas tune? Um. Well, I mean, I agree that Fairytale New York's obviously like it's the. I'm trying to not be boring and like give the same answer because like driving home for Christmas is also like one of my favorites and I, like, I, love, yeah. playing, I love playing that going back to Fife on like the you know Christmas Eve or whatever yeah. I love listening to even though I don't drive just that, that being in that mood I don't, um, I don't I would I'm quite I really thought like saying that most people wouldn't say that is their favorite so I don't think that's boring at all no, um, is it, that's that's definitely a good one. What I'm I'm trying to I'm I'm also like you trying to remember the names what's my my tired brain's like trying to. Step into Christmas is a, I do I do really like that, and yeah. and the Bowie one what um like peace on earth I've got a soft yeah. spot for that just because it kind of amuses me like because it's such a random video yeah like, I, I quite yeah so yeah they're, they're my answers for that um what um what about Christmas films have you got any go to ones that like are is there like a bad good one as well like a really terrible one you enjoy so my go to ones are I always watch Elf um and. My bad good one is Fred Claus. Yeah, I watch that every year. So shit. <laughs> it's so good. Vince Vaughn, man. Jesus. I haven't seen that one for a long time. I think that's it for me. Sometimes I watch The Grinch, but like I think they're the two I always kind of watch is Fred Claus and and um, some and uh, sometimes it's Santa Claus, but Fred Claus and Elf they're my two kind of Christmas yeah. ones for whatever for whatever reason. That's my have, yeah. you, have you seen this? Is it the Santa Claus the one they make making into a series as well? They made into a series like I can't keep up. They make everything into a series these days. I don't but... know. It's not for me. Like 
Yeah. Um, Elf, I, I think I probably told this story at the last two Christmas special in this podcast, but you're getting it again, listeners. But just what it's a great film, but they just played it in school, right? They put it on the last day before school every period. So I've seen the first 50 minutes of that film, like, I once watched it five times in a day, the first 50 minutes of it. So I just can't wow. I'll see the second half of that film. Love it. because I've not seen it as much. Yeah, the, yeah. First, the first half, I just either can't watch it or I have to skip. skip. No, no one like, said to the teacher here, we actually watched that in the last class. Could we watch some people else? did, but they just be like, well, some people haven't. So we're going to watch it. It was just like, oh God, I remember by the last wow. one, just going, I can't actually, I'd be, this is like torture. Just being I would just go home. home. As soon as I got into that <laughs> second period and they put on it, but I'm half season. And then sometimes it would be slightly longer. She'd get slightly further in. You'd be like, oh, we're getting to this bit. And then the bell would ring. You... I don't think I even went home that night and finished watching the film. I think by that point, no. I was. I'd actually rather do work than that. I have to live through that. I'd rather do like equations or something. I, I hate maths. Yeah. But... but yeah, I think that's bad too. I don't know. Like, I know some people have this thing of like watching Die Hard and all that, but I don't know. Yeah, there's all that controversy. Is that a Christmas? I think yeah. it could be a Christmas film. It's good. Um, yeah, no, they're good, good films. But yeah. me and my mum used to do this thing on Boxing Day where we'd go to the cinema on Boxing Day. So it's funny, like, I don't associate, like, films at Christmas as Christmas films. I kind of associate, like, just watching, like, being off and watching films together so it didn't really have to be a Christmas film. But no, if I was to, to watch a Christmas film, I think I'd watch Elf or Fred Claus. Yeah. I'm with you on that, though, because I associate a lot of family films with Christmas. Like, I remember, for example, Kung Fu Panda, we watched that as a family on Christmas Eve, and I, I associate that film with Christmas. Same with Paddington, too. I saw yeah. it at Christmas time and I, I I class it as a Christmas film. It's not technically a Christmas film, but um, most people say that's amazing. It's, it's great. Have you seen? I've never seen it. No, the, never seen both of them are really good. Um, oh, my I girlfriend Amanda was like saying recently, I, "I'm going to hate this. I don't want to watch it." Put the first film on. Within five minutes, she was crying. I was like, "I told you, you'd love this." Oh, <laughs> so <laughs> maybe I need to do that this year. They're good ones to watch at Christmas. They're quite they're quite wholesome. Quite feel good, yeah. Yeah. A little bit too British sometimes, but you know, we'll let them off. It's they still feel happen. good. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think. Because I've done two specials before for like what my answers would be, but they might have changed. Like I it's an obvious one, but it's a wonderful life. I always go back to it's just a great film. Um yeah. watch that every Christmas. And I'm up as Christmas Carol as well. The sort of they're the sort of two most popular ones, but they are both great films. Um I'm trying to think if there's a bad Christmas film that's kind of good. I watched that Lindsay Lohan one that came out this year actually. And it was trash, but oh. it was sort of a laugh. So, yeah. Whatever, yeah. What other Christmas questions do you have for me? That's that's a big thing, isn't it? I've got a few, believe it or not. I've been, I was, I was uh, prepping oh. for this an hour before. Wow. I was here, like, here we go. Right. Well, what what's your favorite Christmas food? Oh gosh, this is hard now because I'm actually a vegan, so Christmas food isn't quite quite the same. But I think I think definitely, and even even as a substitute, I think, um, I, I think pigs and blankets the best, isn't it? That's like the best thing about Christmas. Yeah, maybe I mean, turkey. Back in the day, turkey, but now, no, when did that? We, last year we had like, a proper feast of it, and um, but yeah, I think I think pigs and blanket was like definitely the my highlight every time. I've never really. I've, I'm the opposite. I'd see turkey. Like I think it's like the most. Oh, this is going to be my answer for the next question. Actually, I'm going to hold back on this. You'll see what I mean right. in a minute. Um, pigs and blankets are good though. Um, although weirdly, I wasn't ever like I was not allowed to eat pork growing up. My dad right. still never really explained this. I've never spoke about this podcast before. It's very strange. Not even to do with religious things. He just didn't let us eat pork. Wow. So growing up, I just never. We just it wasn't really a thing at Christmas. We were allowed to eat. Wow. So I'm not. I'm that, just, that, 
that was the first thing I stopped eating the meat though with pork just cut pork out for a, uh, for yeah. a few years and then everything so Christmas dinner is not quite the same joy as it used to be yeah what's your favorite vegan dish because um you know my girlfriend's vegan and like I sort of eat a lot of vegan food now so it's something I'm much more like aware of like what do you have a favorite oh vegan uh I make a mean um vegan um shepherd's pie Nice. That sounds like good. Lentils and that, yeah. It's like one of my favourites. Um, I love like anything that's like... I, I, do you know what? I eat so much more now. Like, you know, I have like dishes that are like... Because obviously like you have like tomato and aubergine like stews or like... Mm. Uh, I, I tend to eat a lot of stuff that's like still like veg and pulses and things like that. I don't, I don't like... I'm not big on substitutes as often. I try to avoid them. Yeah, yeah like, I think I think like, my vegan shepherd's pie is good. Though. Have you been vegan for a while? Have you been vegan <clears> for a lo- <throat> is it a recent thing? Probably about a year or a year and a bit oh. now. Nah, maybe less than a year actually. Like maybe half a year. So, nah, yeah, a year and a bit. <clears throat> so I, I was veggie for a few. I've been veggie for a few years, um, but I just can't really handle dairy anymore. It wasn't like a cho- so much a, like a choice at first. It was like I just started to feel like unwell because of dairy cut it out so it kind of just led me to being vegan and I kind of love it like I, I I really used to be very much like I just eat quite plain not plain but like just eating like it's not really a thing whereas now I just, I just eat so many different flavors and foods and, and types of dishes and types of dishes from all over the world and um yeah I love it there's just so much you can do with like veggie and vegan food um yeah, there's so many I'm, options I'm, I'm, there. I'm on, I didn't know I was going to be asked this. If, if I'd been sitting there with this raises, I probably could have listed some like, <laughs> amazing dishes that, like, no, man, listen, my, my answer for that would is which I know you're talking about not like in substitutes, but I love those Beyond Burger things they have. They're, they're, they're classic. Yeah, yeah. They're really nice. I prefer, I prefer that to a burger sometimes. Like, yeah, that's like, yeah, they're good. Um, yeah, it's not that I wouldn't eat them. I just, I, I just get that fear of like, is there a lot of junk in I know this? what you mean. I know what you mean. No, 100% still process. Yeah. Um. Cool. I'm trying to think to have an answer to Christmas food that I like. Stuffing. I love stuffing. Mm-hmm. But like vegan stuffing technically because stage and onion is vegan. I, I love that. Yeah. That's that's my favorite Christmas food. Um. Yeah. What else? What, what's, what was my next Christmas? Oh, do you have a controversial opinion about Christmas? I mean, it's pretty shit, isn't it? Like... It's just like, <laughs> like it, 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 you have to be in the mood for it. It's just that it's sometimes it's sometimes it's a labour of love, right? Sometimes you have to force yourself to be festive. Um, sometimes in life, the holidays aren't convenient for what you're working on, and you're like, this is annoying because now there's two weeks someone can avoid doing what I need them to do. Um, <clears throat> I, I probably prefer Hogmanay to Christmas. I'm with you on that, by the way. I'm 100% yeah. with you on that. I, I um, much prefer Hogmanay. Yeah, the first and Boxing Day are also great days. Like, leftovers are great. I think um, the TV is usually pretty trash. Uh, the, the music's really annoying. By the time you get to Christmas, it's unbearable. So, like, you can't really enjoy <laughs> Christmas music on Christmas Day. So... I know you asked for one controversial thing. I hope everyone's feeling very festive. No, no, listen, I, I think, I don't think these are even that controversial because I think a lot of people probably agree with that answer. You know what, as well, like, I, I, one of my exes, like, they used to open presents, like, and my family are great for open presents. You just get, you give in all your presents, you open them your own time, you say cheers, and you go, that oh, was class, thanks very much. And then I was with someone before and they made you, like, do it in a circle. It was, like, one present at a time. I just thought, this is weird. <laughs> it's too much. 
someone put me down. I don't even want a present. I'd rather give them all back and not have to be here. Because <laughs> it feels um, like you're being forced to react or something. Yeah, I have, I have to like meet their level of expectation of how I feel about the present. And I can't hide the things in my face. I can't hide my face if I think something shit. I think it's shit. And um, yeah, I think that all, all of these things. For a while, me and my mum had this system of like, we just uh, couldn't be arsed with all the faff. So we just had our favourite soup and our favourite dessert, just soup and a dessert. On Christmas Day, it was class, I and mean, we watched the watch films, and it was like, see, and last year, me and Stacey, um, we had it together, and what we did is we got up in the morning, we went to Portobello Beach, picked about there for a bit, came home, made food in our own time, like, had some, like, games, played some games, had some Lego going, and had the tunes on, and just, like, had a, had such a chill day, and it was just me and her, and it was, like, no fuss and no travelling, and it was kind of, like... Yeah. And so, so, controversially, I think, like, the best Christmas... Like Christmas tradition sucks. So when you find your own Christmas tradition, that's like the way to do it. But it's just like it's not what everyone's expectation of Christmas. It's just like, mm-hmm. hey, this is what works for us in this situation. And then Yeah. But um I but I'm I'm also at that age now where like I guess you don't see people in your life as much. So like I kinda love I'm looking forward to Christmas Day just to be with everyone for the day. That that's what it's all about though. Like and you know, it, the 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 tradition of Christmas, the best part about it is just getting time off work to spend with friends and family. Family, yeah, yeah. And it's all this extra, you know, bullshit expectations that a lot of people don't actually have a good Christmas because there's all this it has to be the perfect food, it has to be the perfect day and all that. Like oh. that's not what it's about at all. So Also, um, I, I hate gifts. I feel uncomfortable receiving <laughs> gifts. It's just like it's like I just feel uncomfortable and then I don't mind, I, and also having to think. See, once I get in, see if I know I'm getting something cool. See if someone asks me for something mm. great. Sometimes I get in the swing of it, and I'm like, but see the years where you have no idea what to get someone. I just think, and I, and I never know. I never have an answer for what would you like for your Christmas. I don't. I don't really want for anything. So I'm just like, I don't know. Then people get annoyed at you, but I'm like, we well, just don't get me anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not be offended. Be happier. I don't have to like feel you're just, awkward. You you're just not a consumer at heart, Matt. That's the that's the truth yeah, of it. I am a capitalist's worst nightmare. <laughs> probably what the world needs right now though right so, yeah maybe maybe I, honestly i would rather people just like yeah gave their money to like folk that needed it like then paid for something for me that I'm, i don't need like if, 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 anything i wanted in my life that if i could afford to get it i would get it yeah no I thank you need... though that's a, a very good answer um yeah, sorry i was a rant <laughs> no i quite liked it listen this is what happened at the fringe as well one of your answers there was a rant but people loved it so i'm i'm sure yeah. that this is what the christmas special was crying out for yeah, um, last year's Christmas special I recorded with three friends from university I've all been on the podcast before all working in TV and stuff it was chaos like just people were shouting everyone was drunk like I, I, think, I think this is going to be a much more listenable episode anyway yeah so, yeah, and, and also more listenable if you're drunk so yeah please please have like a moment wine while you listen to this a yeah. Bailey's whatever whatever you like vegan what, options available what's your your controversial things Clearly about turkey. Can I just say about turkey as well? Like, like ch- <laughs> chicken is greater than turkey. So when when they used to, it, it wasn't until I got older and I realised turkey had a different taste. I kind of thought, okay, maybe it's a thing. But like, first when I was growing up, I was like, what is this fresh hot shit? Like, why are you trying to make me eat turkey when we've got chicken? <laughs> that that is my answer though. Like, I just think turkey is it's not even bad. It's just I don't get the fuss about it. It's very it's always it, you can make it nicely, obviously. And uh, my mum who will be listening, I'm sure you'll do a great job with the turkey. But <laughs> it's just a bit of a dried bird at, yeah. at heart. Like, the, I mean, we're talking about vegan options. There's some lovely vegan options which are better. Um, there's some lovely meat options that are better. I'd rather have like most other things than turkey. But also, Lamb, you know, loads of options. Also, it comes back to that thing of like, 
you know when you're younger and you hear about families that get like order a Chinese or something in Christmas and you think what because you're because you tradition but then you get older and you think good on you like good That's on people class. who just eat what they want to eat on that look if, if the whole point of the day is like celebrating a feast for people you love you should you should eat what you like to eat yeah you should eat what why why is everybody in the country essentially eating the same dish it's weird because of capitalism that's the you know yeah. I mean? but you know what i mean there's no there's no other like there's no other day like it's not like imagine every friday you had to eat like tacos you but like, i don't i don't even like them <laughs> just crumbly shell biscuits like, i could have put my mints beside my potatoes like <laughs> you know what i mean it's like like it's just weird the whole thing's weird it's like i'm i'm like that i, I, I think i think it's the fact that they want me to conform for the day and i just can't yeah. not <laughs> the Christmas. you're like no yeah. i'll not be confirmed no the, at the end of the day the spirit of the real spirit of christmas and the tradition of it goes back to having time with family and do whatever Absolutely. you want order chinese if you want order whatever you know do yeah. whatever my, I, what I'm, I'm, I'm the same as you though i prefer my favorite part of it i love christmas eve because i catch up all my friends from where i'm from who i never see a lot we go to a pub you know we go to the pub in glen office and you see people we haven't seen for it i love that aspect of it mm-hmm. i prefer i normally prefer that to christmas day and then i, I love them um, new year i love hogman because i quite i'm quite reflective i like to look back and it's just a nice celebration yeah. so yeah and i'm then, with you and then weirdly like in larks um january 2nd that's the night it's like the big night i don't know why it's that's the thing there and uh it's class. Then you go out and see everybody, and you, and you, and you also, I'm sure you find this in Glenrothes as well, where you kind of remind yourself also that like some some people have never changed. Like you start <laughs> to go like it is healthy that I don't live here now because that person's yeah. been telling that story since I left school, and, and that was like a good ten odd yeah. years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. But I quite like that. It's the one time of the year I love it. I'm like, you know what? It's yeah, and I'm here for this. I, you know, I mean, I kind of I welcome it. it. I love it. It's like <laughs> this is the same as it used to be, but um no i'm 100 with you on that um yeah we'll start to wrap things up um not presents but we'll start to wrap up the podcast there go ahead um but what what are you looking forward to most in 2023 um obviously got an album on the way which is in yeah I think, I, th- I think i'm just i'm just looking forward to to getting the album out and um you know for me me it's never like the end when the album comes out it's a start and and i always like to keep releasing videos and content and tell the story of it and um, get back with the band and, and try and do some bigger shows and I'm looking forward to trying to get um to do I think I think my plan's always been once this album's finished to have a bit of a hiatus from music and, and really see see what happens in the film and I'm kind of I'm kind of like welcoming that I think before when I was thinking about what that would mean I was a bit scared this year I, I went for a lot of like I had this really like this real revelation this year, which is funny how my year, year ended up that I don't think I want to tour anymore and I spent the whole year touring. <laughs> um, but I think, yeah, after we tour this year, it might be the last time I tour. So I guess I'm looking forward to kind of saying goodbye to that chapter of my life. And, and I'm not saying I'll never do shows, but I don't think I'll ever tour. So um, mm. I guess I'm getting myself ready for what that's going to mean and what what kind of maybe maybe I'm just maybe maybe that'll be different as well in the new year maybe if I ever go and take a break and work on film for a bit I'll, I'll you'll miss, I'll miss it yeah. I'll miss it and I'll come back to it but I think I think I know I'm ready to like um just do something a bit di- different and this album's a bit different so I'm excited about it so I get I guess like selfishly I'm most excited about the record coming out and, and um and hopefully it gets a good response what about you what's your no that's that's very interesting um to be honest I, I don't know Matt because I'm sort of I'm working on a production which wraps in February at the moment and it's sort of hard to see. Pa- 
I've been so yeah. involved in this series of, you know, the second series of Screw. I've been working on it with other, you know, developing it with the writers and, and the execs. It's a, a great people sort of for the last year almost. So it's like hard to, like, the idea of it not, you know, when we wrap it, obviously, fingers crossed, we'll come back for another one eventually. But like, um, the idea of that not existing is almost a bit weird. Like, I don't know how stopping from that will be. I'll be like, what do I talk about? What? What's yeah. my sort of no? There's loads of other projects STV, so I've, I guess hopefully continuing that. But I've, I'm looking forward to the podcast as well. And like, I'm, have, I'm having a hiatus from that at the moment. This is the only episode we've put out for the last few months, and hopefully this will come back properly in February. But I'd, I'd really like to try and approach it differently. Do you know when you have a break from something, you see what was working, yeah. what wasn't? I'd, there's loads of people I'd love to speak to, and I just like to push myself to sort of make that bigger and better. Yeah. So I guess that would be my answer. That's amazing. Yeah, do it. I'm, I'm excited for like the opportunity of next year eh? I think every year brings a new opportunity and podcast yeah. is one I've thought about like and uh, also I'm excited for our Oscars breakdown yeah we'll we definitely have to, we need to round to up some it. some some of our folk for like a, a round table but it'd be cool, be up for yeah that. we should definitely try and and, and uh, do that that'd be great to do um but um before we sort of go do you have uh do you have a, a Christmas related brown bear story have you managed to think of one basically uh one year Christmas was going to be cancelled in Ayrshire um, because of the council, North Ayrshire Council had, had no budget and um, they'd mismanaged funds as always. They just don't really allow any joy. They're one of the worst councils. And they were on the naughty list of councils at that point. And really it didn't didn't seem like we would have have a, have a Christmas in Ayrshire. And it was it was sad that a lot of people started to like petition and the other the other counties didn't care. East Ayrshire and, and South Ayrshire couldn't have been more happy actually. They were they were almost gleeful in our descent. Um no one really knew what was going to happen. We just thought, this is it. We're not going to have Christmas. Um, and then when we woke up in the morning, there was like Christmas presents for everyone. And everyone had a toy bear, a wee brown bear. That I, I named mine Sammy Lucky. It's, incidentally, that's not important to this story, but it's a good throwback to her there. And it turned out that Everyone looked out the window and we were all thanking Santa and then someone said, don't thank Santa, I said, thank, thank him. And it was a, a guy walking around in a bear suit and he just brought Christmas to Ayrshire because he thought, well, if Santa won't do it and North Ayrshire Council won't do it, I'll do it. And that was Brown Bear. And um, I just thought I couldn't be from Largs in North Ayrshire and not be named after the, the bear who saved Christmas. That was a spectacular, uh, Matt. Yeah. Um, I have one more question for you before we go. Um yeah. Um, it would be like what's the highlight of twenty twenty two been? Oh, do you know what I think? I think um, what I, I've had a lot of highlights. It's been amazing. Uh, it's been so so lovely. And there's probably things I've thought in my head like that was like the best moment in like some some of like people I know and some of the things. But but on a on a, on a, a kind of personal career level, um, I got to put on a show for Refugee Week and. Uh, they let me create the lineup, and they also let me beat me be me. Had all my mad demands, and one of them was that we made tickets for people who come from a refugee and asylum background free, free, and we wanted to actually make that event for people rather than just like all these events that happen like that, and they're never for the communities. Um, and it was probably the first time, um, in my career, and I think everyone, almost everyone on the stage, said it was like one of the first times. It was an all black lineup. We'd never been in a, in a lineup that was all black people before. And it just felt really special and emotional. And we were all kind of had this realization at this moment, a couple of us sat after it and we're like, you're like, that's, that's crazy. And for me to have toured for 
10, 10 years between different bands. And that's the first time I've been on a stage that was all black people and just, um, it, it was really amazing. And, and, uh, I, and then uh, I got to do something through another bit of work for the kind of black Scottish community. And, and it got back to me that someone said that the, the best part of their year was meeting me. Like I, they were like, I was just meeting Matt and what he's done for me was amazing. And it's always nice to hear like, I didn't really think of what I did for that person so much. I just kind of did it and and, and to hear that it had a big impact for them was kind of really humbling. And uh, but yeah, I think I think for me that was the moment where I was like, wow, like and I, I can't thank one Ren and um the kind of the people in Paisley and the, and the council there for uh like Janice and the team and Ricky for just letting me do that. You know, they were just like what, what, mm. like it wasn't like you know, like sometimes these things of budget they were just like what do you need to make this happen and what's the best way to do it? And and I've got to think a lot about um, events and access and moving into next year, I'm, I'm doing some work in um, how, how we have like better access for people for things. And it's just been nice to like, um, I guess, be trusted to even have that, those conversations, I guess. So like that, that to me, that was the highlight of the year. It was like kind of a, a, a kind of special personal thing for me. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. Um, Matt, as as always, it's, it's been a pleasure having you on this podcast three times this year. Oh, I, I I don't say that like, you know, I I genuinely mean that. It's, it's honestly, it's lovely to meet people like yourself and the stuff you're doing for access and music and and just your awareness about social issues and things is just really important and really heartening. And like, you know, what I wanted to do when I made this podcast was have conversations with people like yourself about issues like that. And it's been amazing to sort of be able to do that three times obviously we'd had entertaining conversations as well but like yeah. it's always been a message and there's always been some you know real genuine conversation so i appreciate you coming on and speaking to me this late in the year as well um, no, i hope you have a lovely christmas you too um, but wait before we go what, what was your highlight of the year <laughs> i'm just i feel like opening up all this uh um i genuinely like it kind of ties into what i was just saying that just is getting to have conversations like this there have been so many good conversations again on this podcast this year like doing the fringe was as I said like I didn't enjoy it enough at the time and I'm sort of I'm hoping when I have my week off next week over Christmas I could sit and reflect on the year a bit more and because I've been so busy that it's hard to be present and something I want to do in 2023 is try and be more present to what I'm doing because you don't mm. you just you, it goes past you're like what what, yeah. what? you know it's you don't hard. feel it enough it's, it's really hard when you're busy I, and I, especially when it's uh something you've you've been dreaming of doing I've, I've had that a few times in my life where I just yeah. I sometimes try and soak up the moment a bit now because I, I've had a few things that I thought were like career dreams that came true that I didn't even really take in because mm. I was just, like you say you're not present you're just like, wow, all these things going on and I think trying to take a moment eh, and just go wow like do you know what yeah I, how lucky am I and a hundred percent, I need to do that more. Like as I say, like all three of those shows, I loved at the Fringe, but I didn't do all of them. Were like, you know, I just wasn't there for it. And and even yeah. at work, sometimes you're being a meeting. You're like, you work with these these amazing writers and stuff, and you're like, why? You know, you're like, I don't, I shouldn't be here. Then you're like, hold on, soak this moment up. This is class. Um, so a hundred percent, yeah. That my highlight would just be getting to have conversations like this, you know, so regularly and. And hopefully making, you know, get, making a difference, as you say, like it's lovely when somebody messages on online or you meet somebody. So I listened to that episode and it was really inspiring and it made me think about this thing differently. Getting messages like that is, you know, that makes it all worthwhile. So, yeah, that's yeah. my highlight. Yeah. Nice. Love it. Good, we did it. That's a great answer.
Yeah, well, it's been, it's been honestly been a laugh. I know we didn't have a lot of preparation for this, Matt, but an absolute pleasure chatting to you as always. Yeah, um, same to you and Merry Christmas, everyone. Yeah, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to all the listeners. So there you go. That was the 2022 Christmas and New Year special at Just Get A Real Job podcast. Thank you as always for listening. I'm, of course, your host, Jamie McKinley. I realised I didn't say that at the start. If you haven't really figured that out now, then it's definitely time for you to start the new year fresh. But no, I hope you enjoyed this year's Christmas special. I was lovely catching up with Matt. Lovely having him on for a third time. Be sure to go and support Brown Bear's music as well. Be sure to go and follow Matt on Instagram, Twitter, etc. All the links to all that stuff underneath the podcast. But I hope you all have a lovely Christmas and a very happy new year. We can't wait to be doing this again properly. We're hoping to launch the podcast properly again in February. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a lovely, lovely festive time. Just get a real job.